What's up, viewers and listeners? My name is Jay. I'm a registered nutritionist based here in Bristol, working with BJJ enthusiasts across the globe. On today's episode, we had Shane Curtis on the show, aka Goth Lord, a 28-year-old black belt under Paul and Neil Owen at Nottingham MMA. He is sponsored by Subguards, Scramble, Role Models, and Brotherhood Performance, recently winning on Polaris 23 and a dominant performance on Grapple Fest 14. Shane has gone on to developing his own jiu-jitsu technique called the Goth Lock with a very promising grappling career ahead of him. If you don't know the Goth Lord yet, you are missing out on the UK's hottest prospect in grappling. We had sad to say we had some technical issues with the podcast, unfortunately, hence why this is part one. Part two will be coming in the near future. In this episode, we talked about competition mindset, gi versus noki, incorrect USADA test, and much, much more. Thank you for tuning in, and of course, if you're not subscribed, please click that button and turn on notifications. Thank you very much for watching and listening. Let's get into this episode. Oose. Obviously, you wanted to compete a bit more. Was there anything coinciding with the black belt type of thing, or was it just timing was good for you? Um, so, towards the end of being a brown belt, I started working with a mental performance coach. Yep. Because uh, I, I lost a match uh, to a Canadian lighter called Jeremy Pair, or Pare, I think. Um, and mentally, I just wasn't there. Like, should have, could have won that match. Mm. But, funnily enough, he was working with a mental performance coach. So, okay. I actually chatted to him about it and started working with the same mental performance coach, nice. uh, Sam, Ant- Sam Antonin. Cool. Um, and ever since, I had a few matches at Brown, won those, and then getting my black belt, I just felt far more comfortable competing. I just felt like I enjoyed it, and it wasn't a case of just not wanting to kind of be there. Because um, I used to go into matches thinking, oh, I can't lose this which is just a completely wrong attitude to have. <laughs> like, actually, I want to win them now. Like, yeah. no, I'm not just trying to not lose. Mm. And that was what, that was where I struggled. Even all the way from, like, Blue Belt. Like, I'd be smashing people in the gym. Yeah. And I'd go in, I'd be winning by advantages. I'd be winning by just points when, yeah. realistically, I should be subbing these people. And I think the fact that I was just trying not to lose because I was so nervous, that that really played a, played a part. That's interesting. So... Do you think, again, obviously this is a big statement here, you wouldn't have progressed as much as you have done recently or since that sort of addition to your game with a mental performance coach? Do you think you wouldn't be as far as you are now? Or? I think um, com- competitively, no. Okay. Like in the gym, yeah, I'm sure I would probably be where I am. But the fact that I can actually perform now yeah. rather, than, rather than just edge out a win, yeah. that, that has really helped me. Have the nerves always been there? Yeah, yeah, I always got really nervous until I stepped on the mat. Yeah. And then they disappeared completely. But it still wasn't quite the same because I'd still be having that 
kind of like emergencies break on almost. Yeah. Like I was like, ah, oh, shall I shine? Shall I shine? Yeah. Well, now I can just do something. Interesting. Um, I used to. I used to think to myself, oh, maybe I can forget my contact lenses. Or, oh, sorry, lads, I can't compete today. I've never actually pulled out yeah. any comps, um, especially because of nerves. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, I always got quite nervous. That's but now I don't even get nervous leading up to it anymore. Just like your standard court sort of nerves. Yeah. Nothing, nothing too crazy. That's interesting you say that about, like, reasons to like pull out and stuff out and finding things out of there like myself i'm type 1 diabetic so i'm reliant on insulin okay. all the time and one of the things that go through my mind quite regularly is obviously uh, adrenaline affects my levels massively yeah. and so obviously you come into a comp environment i could eat nothing all day yeah. right which is not what i do by the way <laughs> um don't do that either if you're thinking <laughs> of doing it and my levels will shoot through the roof okay. uh, just because of adrenaline and so then afterwards they drop off like a cliff yeah. And so at that point, I've been in positions where I'm like, I don't want to be here right now. I feel yeah. absolutely shit. And I'm like, what's the point? Like, I've either, may have lost a match previously. I'm like, yeah. oh, I've got this person in the absolute now. And stuff like, oh, I'm just not going to do it type of thing. And I've done it once. And it came to the absolute. And I looked at all the people who were supposed to be there. Obviously, 20 man bracket turned out to yeah. be like five man bracket because yeah. like people pulled out and stuff. They always do, yeah. And all the other people there, I looked at them, I was like, I could have beaten these people. Yeah. And I was like, I was kicking myself for it. Do you know what I mean? And again, there's that whole mental attitude behind it. Oh, I'm not feeling great. You're just finding any sort of reasoning. You're not... talking yourself out of it. Yeah, and it hasn't even happened. And majority of the time, like you go and have these matches and you go and win against these people. You yeah. think, I didn't even have anything to worry about in the first place. But that's very interesting. So would you, again, for people who are more probably, again, nothing against hobbyists and slightest bit, but more serious about competing, being com um, competitors and obviously really pushing their game, would you say get on board with a mental, like mental, uh, Performance mental coach. performance. I don't <laughs> say mental health coach. That's not what I mean. But mental yeah. performance coach. Would you say get that in earlier doors? Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think it will really make a play a big impact on just competing and competing like healthily. Yeah. Without like worrying and just being able to be you. That's all I want to do. I want to be what I can be in the gym essentially. Yeah. And I feel like I've almost got to that stage where I can compete better than I can be in the gym sometimes nice. because it's not necessarily. This is going to sound quite cheesy and cliche Sorry. necessarily who is better yeah it's who is better on the day simple as that mm. and if you can mentally perform better than the other person then nine times out of ten you'll win yeah like how can you go into a match not thinking that you're going to win and win yeah like the amount of people that that i know that won't that will just be like ah oh, yeah i'm gonna give it a go See how, happens. see how it happens like, no even before i used my mental performance coach every match i went into i i in my head i was convinced i was going to smash them <laughs> and i don't see why you wouldn't think any other way no like, i'm not deluding myself yeah but i'm just being confident Nothing knowing what i'm capable of yeah a bit of visualization yeah, like exactly. what sort of, like... yeah like visualization plays a factor in it as well massively that's interesting. So if you don't mind me asking this, again, just from my own personal experience, yeah. visualisation, obviously, of different, what you're going to do within the match, and then you come to the point where you're going to do what you've been visualising and it doesn't work out. For me, I start, I'll say, panicking massively. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, the game plan hasn't gone to game plan. <laughs> what do I do next type of thing? So did you ever have any of those type of moments? Or I guess you um, need to just smash them all, I don't know. Not, <laughs> funnily, no, not really, uh, if I'm honest, just because since I've been working with Sam, yeah. I've... As a black belt, I've gone 16 and two. Wow. I lost one 
arguably controversial decision in the Gi <laughs> on Polaris and Sardinia. Yeah. To like probably one of their best, like Italy's best black belts, apart nice. from, um, oh, I always forget his name, not the guy I fought, but there's another, there's actually a vegan Italian uh, black belt who is the best Italian black belt. <laughs> I always forget his name, Luca Anacoretti. Okay. There we go. Um, he's vegan, but not, apart from him, the other best black belt in Italy, <laughs> in the Gi as well. Yeah. I kind of accepted that, being like, well, we're going to Sardinia anyway for the summer camp, so sure. fuck it, I'll have a Gi match. <laughs> nice. Um, and I thought I'd won that, but hey-ho. And then the other match um, was just on points. Yeah. At the London Open. Um, but yeah, 16 and 2, and I've gone in there and I've pretty much submitted all of them. Nice. I think. Ruthless. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much a couple of draw, a couple of um, decisions. Oh, nice, collecting arms and heels, as they say, which yeah. sounds like it's all good. <laughs> or guillotines, in your case, should I say. Uh, heads, there we go. Um, that's interesting. So, obviously, in terms of competing, you've obviously done gi and no gi. I'll yeah. probably say more recently, we're in probably the yeah, no gi I camp. Ain't, ain't doing gi again. You retire. Yeah. <laughs> Is this your official retirement statement yeah. from gi? <laughs> <laughs> I'll train gi maybe yeah. twice a week because it's training. Yeah. But, like, you've got to focus on one thing. If you want to be the best at that, why try and do something else as well? Yeah. I just don't enjoy gear as much. I enjoy it enough to train it yeah. and teach it, um, but I, I much, much prefer no gear. Sure. Any particular reason why? Just the pace of it, as everyone sort of says, or different styles? or. Um, I think it's the, the style of it. I hate, the, I hate being tied up in a fucking lapel. <laughs> don't we all? Like, yeah, I don't like that. Um, it's just more exciting, isn't it? No yeah. gear. And it's the way forward. You don't, you know, there's not going to be an ADCC gi, is there? No, it's, it's one of these things we've talked a few times, but I'll, I'll come on to that in a second. One, one statement we did have, because we will ask you the same question, which is an unpopular jiu-jitsu opinion yeah. that you may have. And one of them that came out was that you can't get better at no gi without training in the gi. Yeah. And obviously some people were like, absolute rubbish, absolutely fine. I know some just no gi only clubs type of thing. And yeah. likewise, on the other side, the, the, some of the gi people were like, well, yeah, that's very true. You need to do this. What's your thoughts on that statement? Definitely. I, I agree that if you do what you need to do to get better, like yeah. why do gi if you want to be good at no gi and vice versa? If you do both, be good, you'll get good at both. Sure. But you're going to get much better at no gi if you only do no gi. <laughs> and, you know, you're gonna, and vice versa, same for yeah. gi. Like, why, why am I going to put a gi on and be tied up in a lapel? To then go out there and get heel hooked. <laughs> like, because all I've been focusing on is stripping grips. Yeah. No, it makes sense. I think yeah. a lot of people are saying within the, the gi world at the moment is that it seems to be very much a, a, a new tactic of, okay, we'll, 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 we'll <laughs> grab a lapel, grab whatever, pant leg, yeah. and we'll get the advantage point, and then we'll go and win yeah. by the advantage point, Pretty and then game over. Some people are exciting. Yep. There are some exciting gi matches, like Espin Madison, he's fucking phenomenal to watch. I was in the same chair, changing room as him for Polaris, and just watching him warm up, I was like, fuck it now, he's sick. I would not want to compete against him. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be an awkward moment. Oh, we've yeah. got a change of plan, guys. Sorry, we've got a <laughs> Shane, come in. <laughs> no, no, I'm yeah. good. Um, yeah, I just much more prefer watching Nogi. No, so, so it's interesting you mentioned that you think Nogi seems to be more the way, which is nothing wrong with that. And I think my argument is in terms of marketing, and I've said this on all pretty much the podcast at the moment, IBJJF don't seem to do enough to elevate the individuals that are participa participating in the slightest bit and in terms of let's say your status now and how, what you're doing the shows you're getting on if you went purely gi only I 
again, not no discrediting to you, I don't think you'd be this far in terms of like popularity. Oh, no. Nor do I. And <laughs> that, that's that's the problem. Is then all of a sudden the ADCC are making things better. Not even ADCC, but Nogi seems to be more exciting, a bit more obviously upbeat, and they're looking to elevate the individuals in it. Mm. But when was the last time you saw like a super fight card in Gi? Like yeah. Even at IBJJF level, you get the they... token gi match. Yeah, like, <laughs> on a on a good card. Yeah, and even that, like, even on my own show, I don't want gi matches. Because <laughs> like, if you're good, if you have a gi match and a no gi match, is a higher likelihood that that gi match is going to be boring as fuck, especially if they're evenly matched. Yeah, like if you've got an evenly matched gi match, then it's going to be very technical. Yep, and like it's just going to be focused on look on such such minute details mm. that. The average kind of watcher, viewer, isn't going to look at that and go, oh, look at that. He just, he just, um, just tied that lapel around his ankle and then stripped that grip. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Wait, oh, look at that. He did a cartwheel over <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Cartwheels versus lapel changes all of yeah. a sudden. It's the same thing. I, obviously, the times I've been to Polaris and stuff like this, there are moments where, obviously, you watch some of the matches and you're thinking, this is absolutely amazing. This yeah. is all going well with the Nogi. The Gi stuff, unfortunately, was a little bit snooker hall. Like yeah. someone's just like done a small little movement type of thing and it just unfortunately just doesn't get the same eyes on it type of stuff. No. But I think probably one of the struggles that may alienate and obviously a lot of new practitioners coming into the sport is obviously the regulations coming with IBJJF with testing and stuff like this yeah. and everything. ADCC are kind of just turning a whole blind eye and going like, right, hey, cowboy, let's yeah. get everyone in and just see what we can do type stuff. Do you think ADCC should regulate a little bit more in what they're doing or are you kind of just like, look, they're not interested, we'll just go and play ball and see what happens. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, everyone, they're, they're going to find ways around doing it anyway, aren't they? Yeah. Like, I'm, like Palo Meow, he got popped, didn't he? Mm. Like, he could have, he could have, um, he could have not got popped by just knowing that he, when he was going to get tested. Yeah. Like, if, if you're going to do it, you're going to, you've got to do it properly. <laughs> like, IBJJF, I'm, I don't mean steroids, I mean, if you're going to test, you've got to test yeah, properly. Yeah, test properly, yeah. Like, the UFC, for instance. Yep. Like they'll be finding these minute different things in like everyone's grams. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's proper, but that's expensive. Yeah. So it's hard to say. I mean, obviously IBJGF are doing something. Mm. So like hands up to them for like for doing that. Mm, definitely. But the fact that like you can get around it, it's more of just um I heard someone say it's just like it's more of a uh what's the word I'm looking for? It's just being smart, really, isn't it? Yeah. It's just like, are you, it's an IQ test. That's 100%. It. Like, the way that I think I got described, I think, previously, is obviously, Chell Summers obviously talks about this mm. and saying that everyone has a guy who knows how to get around yeah. the testing. And <laughs> the problem is, is when you've then got government-funded protocols to get around testing with yeah. an unlimited budget, the testing team are always chasing them because yeah. they're trying to figure out, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next detail? And obviously we joke about picograms and that type of stuff in terms of like UFC levels and things like that. I don't think any, any federations are ever gonna go that detail unless they obviously no. get the funding behind it, but it's not as if IBJJF are short of a few pennies. That's the other thing. That show. is also true, but it is a, I think it's quite costly. Yeah. To be fair, like, I remember a good friend of mine, Jimmy Woolhead, he yep. got popped for Osterine, which is a psalm. Yep. But he didn't actually take it. It was a tainted supplement, uh, and he got proved to be a tainted supplement. But then his reputation but, still. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and he, he actually said, he actually said, you know, I'm going to step away from the UFC now because wow. of that. Because it actually put him into depression. Well. Because of this, and the, yeah, he managed to prove it. Yeah. And he and they said to him, okay, we're sorry. 
they like apologize sort of thing. Is that it? Like just, oh, sorry, that's yeah. it. No, <sighs> lost all that. Lost, lost a lot, a lot from that. Yeah. Luckily, he's fighting um, to unify the Cage Warriors title next weekend. So nice. That's fine. Um, but yeah, things like that can ruin people as well. Hundred percent. Especially think... when it's not true. This is the thing with the false accusation. Just instantly, for the, any spectator or reader out there, the first thing is going to be like, like steroid accusation. Yeah. They're going, oh, they must be on it. They wouldn't be doing yeah. it that type of thing. But you're very much right in terms of tainted supplements. And this is a really good point, obviously, to anyone listening and viewing. There are pr uh, brands out there which are tested to a high standard. Um, to I think obviously UK standard, obviously, where yeah. they will look at the products and be that these are tested for safe athletes, for athletes yeah. safe for athletes. So you'll find a little logo. So I think Applied Nutrition are underneath that yeah. brand and a few other people as well. Quite a few, to be fair. You've just got to look. You got to look. And unfortunately, Jimmy kind of made that mistake of just going to this supplement company in Loughborough. I think it was Loughborough, and they just got them from there. And uh, they managed, the, but then they picked them up from the site, off from in store, and they tested it. And it, yeah, it was the supplement company. Company's fault. Uh, I think the supplement company also made steroids. <laughs> but, yeah. I love it. Um, but he, he actually speaks about that anyway on his podcast with Dan Strauss. Yeah. So I'm not saying anything no one doesn't know. No, it's, it makes sense. And this is the same thing, unfortunately, from a manufacturing standpoint. Obviously, a lot of these products get made outside of the country, they get made obviously in China. And obviously, again, in terms of a manufacturing company, you got a lot of steroids coming through at one point, yeah. and then all of a sudden, on the same belt, you're going to put a load of creatine in there, or you're yeah. going to put a load of something else in there. Yeah, it's and weird it, that, like with creatine, I creatine really doesn't react. Um, like cheap creatine doesn't react very well with me. Mm. Like I've had to get an like an optimal nutrition creatine yep. to avoid getting spots on my back. Really, which is really weird. Like my protein, anything cheap like that. Yeah, I just come out of back knee, wow. and it's horrific. And then the only one is that this micronized. Owen, yep. um, creatine that I managed to get, yeah, and it, it's fine. Absolutely fine. Yeah, and people, and, and like if you look it up, look it up on the internet, like oh yeah, there's no side effects. Back knee is not a side effect according <laughs> to it. None of this is, and like yeah. it's just like, well, why am I getting it? Yeah, it's, so there's got to be something dodgy hanging around in there. Hundred percent. It's the same thing, obviously, when it that awareness of what you're taking on board, food-wise, supplement-wise, mm. that when all of a sudden you introduce something completely brand new yeah. and you don't get a side effect of it, yeah, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. And this is my kind of advice to anyone, obviously, looking to improve their performance, their well-being, whatever it may be, that having an understanding of what's happening day to day. Yeah. When you get an upset stomach, when you get ill, when I you know have, why. you know yeah. why, rather than it being the case of, uh, I always joke with this. It's like, oh, I get bloated when I eat bread. And I'm like, okay, right. Well, how do you know this? Well, on the, on the Monday morning, I have a bit of bread in my breakfast and some toast and I get really bloated. I'm like, well, what was the weekend like? Oh, well, I went on a party, <laughs> went on a few beers, and I went and did this and that. And I'm like, so all the stuff before leading up to it is just on the bread and nothing else. Yeah. And they're like, well, and it proves a point, do you yeah. know what I mean? But that's interesting. Yeah, with creatine, you do find with some people, they get bad side effects from it. Normally digestive issues is mm. quite transparent for that. Um, but the fact that you've obviously had to go through the detail of getting this one specific brand, obviously, just so yeah. obviously, again, you've got to look at these things in, in, in beta, uh, greater detail. Um, any other supplements that you take on top of that? Um, base basic vitamins, minerals and yeah. stuff, probiotics. Cool. Uh, obviously, essential amino acids, like yeah, yeah. I mentioned before. Um, protein. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, protein. Just make Ever sure touched beta alanine at all? Uh, I hate it. <laughs> Why do you hate it? Because it makes me feel disgusting. And makes like, you feel disgusted? Yeah. What? Um, so I had a had a pre-workout before. Yeah. And whenever you have a pre-workout with the beta, fucking beta alanine in it, you get this like tingly sensation. Yes, you And do. I despise it. Uh, okay. I have ADHD as well, so it yeah. makes that worse. Oh, God. And um, it's horrific. I hate it. I couldn't, oh, I felt shit yeah. when I took it. 
I overdid the pre-workout that particular time, but any other time I've baited alanine as well, it's just reacted like that to me. Triple, triple dry scoot the kettle pre-workout, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, again, if, if you were to revisit, I appreciate if you've done it one, probably the one big tip is habit after a meal. Yeah. It reduces okay. the osteoporosis, uh, not osteoporosis, the, 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 the tingly sensation. I'll try to use a fancy okay. name and that completely backfires. Doesn't make you fizzy. <laughs> yeah, um, so that will help a little bit more with it. And again, in terms of timings and stuff, you can reduce the dosage, having in multiple doses throughout okay. the day type thing. But really good one in terms of um, a little bit of cardiovascular performance, obviously that reduction of lactic acid, which I appreciate with grip raping stuff you don't have to worry about anymore. Yeah. But last thing you want to do is having pumping forearms all of a sudden, yeah. where it like, helps a little bit better. Okay, which is um, cool, right, let's move on to a few other things then in terms of this. Um, okay, Nogi stuff, obviously you've competed obviously very regularly and stuff like that. Obviously there's no distinguishable matches out there. Anything that you've regretted obviously from the matches that didn't happen? Obviously you've won lots, which is good. Yeah, it didn't happen. Um, is there any sort of things that you've regretted obviously in terms of like things you could have done better type oh, okay. of thing? Uh, sorry, I probably worded that horrendously. But. <laughs> um. I probably could have, in my last match on Polaris, I probably could have pushed the pace a little bit more. Yeah. But problem was, it was a last minute replacement after two pulled out opponents. Chris Leeson got injured. Yep. Santeri Lilius got injured. Oh, you know, Santeri Lilius got sick. He said he got a stomach bug. Um, and then I got a replacement, Craig McIntosh, who's a little bit smaller than me. Yep. Similar game to me, to be fair, actually. He likes neck attacks. He's, he's even got a DVD out on his Scottish necktie. So like, <laughs> I was very wary of that as well. Yep. Um, and I'd lost my last match on Polaris, which was in the Gi, but yep. I didn't want to drop another one. So I was a little bit more tentative. Yeah. But I know this Polaris scoring system. I know how it works. I know how to win. So I did what I, did, I needed to do to win. Yeah. So it wasn't as exciting as it could be. So yeah, I probably should have pushed the pace a little bit more, made it a little bit more exciting and got the finish. Craig sure. tough to finish though. Yeah. I had a good couple of sub attempts on him and he toughed him out and yeah, escaped. Um, so yeah, that's probably the only thing as of recent that I can really think of that um, I should have done different. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Um, obviously I know you've got some behind the scenes news which you can't disclose much now, which is fine, we'll keep that obviously <laughs> off camera for the time being. Um, have you got any aspirations to get on the ADCC trials again this yeah, year type 100%. of thing? Yeah, 100%. I'll be doing the trials in September. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Under 88. Yeah. Feeling yeah. optimistic about it all? Obviously, I've got oh, the yeah. mice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. That would be awesome to see. Very tattooed. Have you got any more tattoos that you're going to come come next? Uh, I would love to. It's yeah. just so difficult with training. Yeah. <laughs> like, just letting them heal. It's just, yeah, I'll, I will. I just, I'll be finishing blacking my arm out, finishing my back off. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, yeah, I will, I will keep going. Yeah. It's just when, uh, when, <laughs> when you get time. the chance yeah. for it. I'd love to keep going right now, but it's just so difficult with yeah. recovery. I uh, want say recovery with letting them heal and not training too early or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. Having time off the mat is not what anyone no, wants exactly. to be doing. No, exactly. Especially when I've got so many comps, seminars. On my job is teaching jujitsu. Yeah. So it's difficult to find time like we've had times where i've like oh yeah right we're gonna me like my, my girlfriend she'll do some she does some of mine yep like she's on my face um she started blacking my arm out and she's done all my back and we'll book something and it'll be like oh wait actually i've got a comp coming up so <laughs> we're gonna have to um have to change that i think the normal reddit thing is try and book a tattoo when you're injured yeah. <laughs> so you don't have I to don't worry about it injured. <laughs> no i don't care what's either to be fair so yeah that's interesting um 
cool. So one of the questions, obviously, we had come through on Instagram mm -hmm. was about the time frame in which you acquired your black belt in, yeah. obviously, being, um, again, for anyone obviously new to the sport and stuff, obviously, you'll probably say the general consensus is like 10 years plus, generally, to get the black belt. Obviously, you got yours in you said, six and a half, six and a half yeah. years. Um, yeah, what's your thoughts on that? Obviously, have you got any, any reply to it type of thing? Obviously, it's, it's a small time frame, I think, for anyone kind of listening, but... I personally don't think it's that smaller time frame. Okay. I've heard of quicker. Yeah. Like, I think I would have got it quicker if it wasn't for the unfortunate incident a couple of years ago, <laughs> um, where we all didn't train. Wink, wink. wink. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, if it wasn't for that, then yeah, it probably would have been five years, maybe. Maybe five and a half. Um, but I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think it's that fast. Like you've seen BJ Penn three and a half years. Yeah. Like Gio Martinez, three three and a half years. Yeah. And these are all people I guess have come from different backgrounds. Like mm. I was always super athletic. I was always doing athletics at school. I played rugby at quite a high standard. Um, I think rugby in the UK is probably one of the better routes to kind of go down if you want to do jiu-jitsu eventually. Yeah. Because it's essentially a combat sport for teams. <laughs> like, yeah. um, I, I, I was always, I always pick things up fast. Yeah. I think one thing actually, which I only actually found out last year, is that I have ADHD. And I think that actually helped me. Because really? when you have ADHD, you become hyper-focused on things you enjoy. Yeah. And what ADHD is, it's a lack of dopamine receptors in your brain. And that just means that when you're doing something you don't enjoy, you really struggle to focus on it. Mm. Like, I will zone out so much if I don't enjoy something. Yeah. But when you do enjoy something, you become so obsessed with it. And exactly, you become hyper-focused because of how much you enjoy it. Mm. And I think because the jiu-jitsu is so, it, I, it's always constantly growing, changing, you're learning so much that I just become obsessed with it. And I yeah. still am. I think that makes a big difference. And also, I trained in pretty much five days a week from the get-go. <laughs> Uh, like, I don't, I don't, yeah, I train five days a week from the get-go, always thought about jiu-jitsu, always watch jiu-jitsu. <laughs> and I can, so... I can imagine, yeah. like I said, my wife was so absolutely obsessed with it in the slightest bit, and like, I'm aware that, like, okay, well, look, I just really enjoy it, as you mentioned, there's always something to learn, it's a massive chess yeah. match, it's not as if, like, you've got one thing nailed and that's it, job done, right. it's like, well, there's another 358 yeah. other moves and probably some bullshit on Instagram to filter yeah, through exactly. to begin with. I um, think as well, because I, because I, learn fast, I got good quick. Yeah. I was already strong and already already athletic. So I, I guess I enjoyed it even more because I was already good at it fast. Yeah. So then it just made it even easier for me to come training all the time. Because mm. I, I say this, I said this quite a lot recently to some people that I respect and I have so much respect for the people that come in and get their shit kicked out of them mm. day in, day out, and they barely even get a sweep, let alone a submission. <laughs> I don't even know if I'd be able to do that. <laughs> like, um, imagine coming in every day and just getting beaten up. Yeah. Like, badly, not tapping anyone, not think, and then going home thinking, fucking hell, am I learning anything? But then mm. they come back. They keep coming back and they keep coming back, which that, I respect that so much. I think it's, it, again, I th I'm trying not to sound too Joe Rogan here in terms of it, but in terms of life, in terms of getting, like, those moments to get better and just keep on turning up and being consistent with yeah. something, it just pays due dividends in the long run with anything. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Like, 
you can't just expect to learn something in a week and the idea you're going to have to have some really shit times to get better at yeah. stuff. And it's the same thing with the nutrition aspects of it in the sense that you may not get it perfect first time around. Yeah. Right. I imagine, like I said, when you went vegetarian before pescatarian, uh, vegan, not pescatarian, that there may have made, made some mistakes along the way. Yeah, and course. then from there, you didn't like, I'm just giving up on this altogether right. type thing. You still repeated it, keep persisting with it and yeah. keep on improving with it. And that's, I, I like to say, it's just life in general. Yeah. yeah. Do something repetitively over time, you will become ah, masterful right. at it. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Um, now that's interesting. Um, okay, cool. Probably I want to touch on, if you don't mind, yeah. why did you get your ADHD sort of clinically like looked at, if you don't mind me saying, asking? Someone asked me if I'd had it. Okay. Simple as that. Um, you know, one, of them, one of my clients also has it, and he found out as an adult as well. Okay. And he said to me, he overheard me saying to someone that I needed to be reminded to do something. And I was like, I was quite insistent on telling this person to remind me to yeah. do something. Um, and, he, and the guy was like, oh, no, don't worry. Don't worry. If you forget, it's fine. I was like, no, 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 I want to do it. You just need to remind me. Yeah. And in the end, uh, Jake, his name was, said to me, do you have ADHD? I was like, I don't think so. Why? And then we just went into conversation about it. And he kept asking me this loads and loads of questions. I was like, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. And then I went into, I went and looked into it and yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Do you feel like you had a, like a, a sense of relief taken off your shoulders now knowing yeah, about it a bit it's, more? It's or? nice, it's nice kind of knowing why things are happening. Yeah. Like it, I think because I was always relatively smart at school, it never really got, it kind of overlooked. Yeah. Because I didn't really get any qualifications in school though. Because I was smart and I did enough to get by. But then when it came, came, came to exams, I didn't really come away with any qualifications. Mm. And that's because, because of that. Um, but it's interesting that no one really picked up, picked on, up it. on it. That is, that is really And now when I look back though, yeah. on it, it's like, it's just so obvious. Yeah. It's quite funny. I fall asleep in school. <laughs> I, fall asleep, I, w I used to fall asleep at work yeah. as an adult. Like, and I, I can't, yeah, I can never, I've seen this to actually with Rebecca this morning. I don't know how we got in the conversation. Um, I've never did any homework, ever. I, I always last minute, always like, I'd be asking my friend, oh, can I just um, copy your homework? <laughs> just as we all got back to, go, back to go into class. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably see if anyone listening or, or viewing this, obviously, um, <laughs> something I got taught in university, you'll hear about certain conditions and stuff like that. And obviously you'll start to relate certain parts of your life to it. So do getting it checked out by a professional, yeah. see if you're concerned <laughs> about it. Um, I think I had a very similar moment when I got my type one diagnosis, which is only about three, four years ago. Okay. And I was at university, obviously doing my nutrition degree mm. and they were reading off all the symptoms of it. And I'm there glugging water going, why is my mouth still dry with all this? <laughs> and they're like, people will have these type of situations. And obviously yeah. I was having testing done at the time. And they're like, yeah, you've got type one. Do you know much about it? I was like, I was just in a lecture yesterday about yeah. this type of thing. Um, but there's a sense of relief knowing obviously, okay, yeah. fine. There's solutions around these type of details and uh, you can then obviously start to even what use it to your own advantage yeah, I think that's what I've kind of done and yeah simple as that that's no, I, hate. Cool. I hate drilling <laughs> um, I think it's because that's with jujitsu was that just the, the, the same just... thing with like purple belts not turning up to training all of a sudden just like <laughs> once you reach black belt level, no I didn't like, no I hate drilling all the way through <laughs> I like zone out when when Paul is teaching I'll be like yeah. um, but that's because that didn't really give me that dopamine boost yeah, yeah. the sparring does yeah so, yeah, that's yeah. So that's and that's so how I kind of play it to my advantage. Yeah. I'll just spar more, do things in sparring, learn in sparring. As a specifics, are still sparring. 
yeah. it's still kind of like drilling with resistance anyway, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I think obviously from the club that I'm at, we do a lot of positional stuff all yeah. the time, which I, again, regardless, obviously, don't get me wrong, but my least favourite is uh, <laughs> footy <laughs> in armbar <laughs> drilling, especially if you've got yeah. to be very reliant on your training partner, to not just like whack it on yeah. straight away. And I'm like, okay, great, here we go. Um, everything else is pretty cool. The whole EBI sort of training was really, really good, yeah. which is interesting. Have you been on to, uh, EBI? Is that something you've got on your, on your hit list maybe to go and do? Or? Uh, yeah, I think I would. Yeah. I, I would. I don't really like the EBI rule set. No? I'd do it. Yeah. I think stalling 10 minutes to then win because you escape the back faster is pretty bullshit. Um, <laughs> That's but yeah, I'd do it. Yeah. Hell, hell yeah. Nice. That's cool. Um, so, one of the questions we always ask, obviously, uh, for all our guests so far, is post-fight meal. What is it? Uh, we normally go to McDonald's on the way home. Yeah. That's normally it. That's, <laughs> that's a recurring thing. It tends to be, especially now they've do the uh, mug plant. Yeah. So, yeah, we normally go to, or, or pizza, I love pizza. What's the, what's the order at McDonald's? And that's it. It's got to be the mug plant. Oh, yeah, mug plant, yeah. Like Sorry, there we go. <laughs> Let's go on the pizza option then. What's the pizza option for yourself? Um, if we go Papa John's, I normally just have a margarita pizza, but it'll be with the barbecue base. Yeah. Rather than tomato. So is Papa John's better than Domino's? Because I've never tried Papa John's. Be vegan anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot, of, yeah. So it's, or uh, Pizza Express do a really good vegan pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. That's nice. Any vegans listening out there? Papa John's seems to be the one to go to then yeah. by the sounds of things. Nice. Cool. Um, so we always ask the other previous guest uh, that we've had on to supply a question and then okay. we'll ask you to do exactly the same. I think this is quite fitting based on the question as well. Okay. Uh, if you could be any Disney princess, which one would you be? <laughs> well, my girlfriend loves Disney. Yeah. Like, she loves it, so I know You better pick right then, otherwise um, <laughs> she ain't going to be happy. Hmm. I think we'll have to go with Mulan. Yeah? Any yeah. reason why? Uh, well, my girlfriend loves Disney, um, <laughs> so I know quite a lot of Disney princesses. Just make it, making sure she's <laughs> happy. she fights, yeah. so that's the, I think that's the closest we're going to get. That's all good. And she has a friend, Dragon, yeah. so that's pretty cool. Nah, you can't go wrong with Dragon, he's a legend at the end of the day. It's always that song, what is it? Defeat the Huns, that's the one that keeps on running through my head obviously all the time. <laughs> <laughs> is, that what's, is that what's going through your headphones before you get on the map, maybe? <laughs> it's the same thing with the reel you put the other day. What's going through my mind when I'm in this position? <laughs> the, Peter, the Peter Griffin thing. Um, so yeah, obviously yeah. we'll ask obviously the question yeah. uh, for you to relay on. Obviously it doesn't okay. have to be anything jiu-jitsu related, but it's absolutely okay. fun. Uh, other question we always seem to ask, and everyone seems to hate this guy for whatever reason, but Dylan I'm going to keep him in there. Huh? Dylan Dennis. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll put it in there then. So you then get the opportunity to submit either Craig Jones or Dylan Dennis. Who won, which one are you submitting? With? Uh, who are you submitting? Realistically, or who are... No, hypothetically. You're hypothetically. in the perfect position. It's happened. Who are you going to submit? Well, obviously, it's going to be Craig Jones, isn't it? Because... <laughs> what says this? And not because I hate him. Yeah. I love Craig. Yeah. Um, but... What's beating Dylan Dennis going to do? <laughs> <laughs> probably just get you more hate all of a sudden for some odd reason. He'll pretend that he was injured or something. Yeah, and probably call you out for a boxing match after. Yeah. It's probably. No, no. And I'll still knock him out. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> um, Craig Jones, then, what are you submitting him with? Gothlock. Gothlock, no, that's fine. Can't be done there. Infamous plug. Um, cool. Obviously, at that point, mate, that's pretty much everything we've got. We just want to say thanks cool. very much for your time. Have you got any other questions for me at all that you want to know about? Or again, we can chat to you afterwards. There's no issue there. Terrible on the spot, so no. No, that's all <laughs> fine. Um, do you want to give a shout out to any sponsors? Yeah. Yeah, give obviously bang straight into the camera. So, uh, 
just a shout out to all my sponsors, Subguards, uh, Scramble, uh, Role Models, Sam Antonin, Brotherhood Health and Performance, and yeah. All good. All good. We got a full house And if you there. want to get one of my Gothboard rash guards, uh, check out the link in my bio. We'll put that in the description in there for you guys. Um, I was going to say something else. I've completely forgotten now. Oh. Uh, have you guys got anything, obviously, promotion-wise for the gym or stuff like that? Anything like that at all? Or just um, to... Yeah, check out Nottingham MMA. If anyone's yeah. ever about, you're always more than welcome to come and train. Love having visitors here. And keep out an eye out for my show as well, Into Grapple. On the next one is June 11th. Nice. Is that going to be based here? Or yeah, always, be... we always do it here. Nice. Um, it's easier. Cool. And I like, everyone loves the environment here as well. Wicked. That's so. fine. Well, look, obviously, we're about here. We're trying to see if we pop up before the show itself. Yeah. Obviously, we could see everyone obviously on there. Um, and then again, thanks so much for your time, mate. Really appreciate okay. it. Thank you. Ah. There we go. Ah. Ah. That was the awkward, I was like, shake oh, the fist. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs>